Welcome to Educators with Oil. I'm your hostess, Ronette Branham, here to offer biblical strategies for effective teaching. I want to thank everybody for joining in and engaging with me today. I have, in the past, we were talking about, we did a, a, a session, an episode about um, being a better teacher, what it took to be a better teacher, what things we should work on to be a better teacher. We talked about the content and being enthusiastic and um, engaging and doing some research and collaborating. There's some things, but I'm I, I just looking. I have been looking into what it takes to be a great teacher, not just a better teacher, but a great teacher. And whatever it is that you teach, I found that a teacher. I let me go back. I know that. I talked about whatever we need, we can find it in the Bible. I don't care what it is you're studying, what it is you're you're trying to be in life. You can find all of your answers in the Bible. You want to talk about finance in the Bible. You want to talk about Christian character in the Bible. You want to talk about walking in love, uh, listening, hearing God's word, all that. It's in the Bible. So there's nothing that we can talk about here that we can't find an answer for in the Bible. God gives us an answer for all things. And I am just excited that I can look and find those answers. One thing, though, that I come across when I'm talking is the fruit of the Spirit. That's one thing I'm working on, I'm dealing with, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to uh, grab hold of and hold on to it. And that is walking in the fruit of the spirit, no matter what happens, what comes, what I'm thinking about, what I'm talking about, what conversations I get in, I'm I'm working on that. We that's something that I don't even think we're supposed to be working on. We're just supposed to be. We're human beings. We're just supposed to be. What God says we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be. So I, I think this is what happens when we're trying. You know how you try hard not to think about something and not thinking about it. You're thinking about it. You're like, I'm not gonna think about that. I'm not going to think about that. And you keep thinking about that because you're talking about, I'm not thinking about that. So that's something that happens. We come across, we get in the uh, mode of, of not, um, of trying to work on something that all we have to do is be and walk in it. Like when you want to get up and go outside from your house, provided you can walk maybe you get there another way maybe you're in a wheelchair i'm not sure but just say you have to walk and you your legs are in good working condition and you want to walk outside do you think about i'm going to walk i'm going to walk i'm going to move this leg i'm going to move that leg i'm going to take move my left leg right leg left leg right you don't think that you just walk you just are you just be you just do and that is one thing that we want to be we want to be great teachers so we have to be who we should be in the spirit, because that is everything. Everything that we're looking for, we want someone else to be, we want to do, we want to portray, is walking in the spirit. If we walk in the spirit and are led by God, we won't have any of the issues that we have. Like, there's some people who have issues, and I don't know those people. There's other countries where the people can't have a Bible. There's countries where you can't read, quote the scripture, where you can't pray in public, all that stuff. United States, we don't have that problem. So when we're saying we're being, we're suffering for the word of God, we're not. 
We're suffering probably something that we did, something that happened to us in our life that somebody else could have done, we could have done, we were involved in. We're suffering from, we're not suffering from walking in the spirit. We're not doing that. That's not happening. The Bible says there's no law against that. And, and true, there's no law against that. There's, you can't tell me uh, I'm suffering because I'm praying. I'm a good person. I don't believe it. Then that means you need to get up and get away from that crowd that you're in. Uh, so, so we, 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 we just have to learn how to walk in the spirit and then everything else will flow through us. I, I, I'm, I promise you that's what's going to happen because I, there's things that I'm doing and I'm like, what? And then every time I turn around, somebody's saying, it's in the word, read the Bible. You want content, read your Bible more and more. You will get content. They say. You want to be a better communicator. See what the Bible says about communicating with people, right? You want to be a better spouse. You want to be a better friend. It's all, I, I, I promise you, I have found scriptures for everything. So a few things that if you want to be a great teacher, I don't want to talk about a better teacher because we are teachers and we're better and we're working on being better. We're learning our content. We are working on. So I, we have to do some things. We have to understand first our why not just our why but our philosophy our why why are you a teacher why are you an educator why are you a principal why are you a counselor at school why are you a school nurse as opposed to a nurse in a hospital why are you a counselor at school as opposed to a counselor in your own practice or at a hospital or at a some kind of firm doctor's office How, why are you a, what other things do we have at school? We have all kind of interventionists, all kind of teachers. We have, I'm trying to think, is there another? We have family liaisons. Why are you a family liaison at a school? Why are you not on your own practice and work on your own practice working on how to bring teachers and families together with the school and education system? Why? Uh, some people are born teachers. I'm a born teacher. You, you, I can't. I can't get away from it. I'm going to teach no matter what it is that I know. If I learn something, I want to teach it to somebody else. I talk about um, there's something, a, 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 a hobby sort of that my family and I got into. Whatever I learn, I discuss it. I'm like, do this, do that, do that. And then you watch this will happen. I am a teacher. Even if it is so funny, even if I can't do what I'm telling you, I can do what I'm telling you to do. But then in the end, there's some things, this hobby of ours, some things that I'm getting wrong, but I know the fundamental, the fundamentals. So like, make sure you're doing this and that and the other, then you got it, right? So a teacher, I remember I said it before, I said it all the time. That's like one of my main examples. There was this nail polish, nail strengthener nail it lengths your it lengthens your nails quickly two weeks you have nails you have like long fingernails and so i used it, it was at avon and and then they did end up getting rid of it because of some uh, uh ingredient that it had in it so i would talk about it people would say what's going what's going on with your nails you're not just growing and i was a test and walking testimonial if I talk about there's a restaurant in New Orleans, it's called Dookie Chases. I'll talk about that. I am a walking testimonial. 
right about that so i'm a testimonial and a teacher i'll teach you how to do it if i know how to do something i'll teach you how to do it if i don't know how i'll show you i'll direct you to where you should be so some people are born teachers but some people have to work at it and you have to develop different skills so i'm a born teacher but that doesn't mean i'm a born great teacher a great teacher is an all-around person good person who's Great at their job, great at communication, great at um, intervention, great at connecting with parents, and and, and uh, great at connecting with the administration and coworkers. That's a different ball game. So this is where we're at. We're working on being great teachers. People should love to see you come. Now there are some people who are not going to love to see you come. Their agenda is something else. They may not, not everybody's going to be happy to see you come, but in general, people should be happy to see you come. You're a Christian for one thing. You're a great teacher for another. You, that means you're a great resource. You have to be a resource to those uh, stakeholders, being a resource for the teachers, other teachers, administration. You ought to be a resource for your parents, a resource for your students. A resource for yourself like i remember i learned this let me find it let me go google this let me go dig this up out of my books you ought to be a resource a great teacher creates a great sense of community you know and belonging in her classroom in his or her classroom you know your teacher your students should love to come to your classroom period they should love coming to your classroom i'm going to give you some scriptures before i keep on going because there's a lot about being a great teacher and it's, again, it's not just being a good person, being light. It goes deeper than that. It's not, not just being able to teach a subject. It's not just being, I, I say, I'm going to say good, good educator. Because if you work in education, you are, could be a para. You could be a uh, somebody who works alongside a teacher. You could be supporting the classroom. You could be a substitute. You could be administrator you could be a principal you could be assistant principal you could be counselor the nurse in the school the sec the secretary is not an educator but she is a he or she is a strong backbone in that school so uh bible talks about um a romans 8 28 and we know that for those who love god all things work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose we have to be all great all around people so that means wherever we go things that happen in our lives and around our lives they're going to work together for our good that is something when you're trying to be working on walking in being that great teacher that great educator you're going to notice things happening outside of your control but know that all that is working together for your good right it's all working to you okay and i said we have a thing that no matter where you look whatever you're trying to teach whatever you're trying to develop that personal development that's the great teacher i was looking for that where it didn't come to just now i wasn't thinking about it i don't want to think about it but this is the main thing we need to be great teachers educators we have to develop personally we want we have to be a better person be a better person we have to be better on the inside let it work from the inside out 
And I don't know what to say. People will look at you and say, well, I don't know about that one. Or that lady right there, that man right there, they have a good heart. And people will see it. So come from within. And that fruit of that spirit, Galatians 5.22, we know that scripture. We can quote it. But we have to live it, let it flow through us that we could be that better person that we are developing spiritually, personally, mentally. You know, we have to have that growth kind of mindset. That's what great teachers have, a growth mindset. They're not stagnant and saying, uh, this is it. This is what I learned. This is what it is. This is how it's going to be. No, you have to have, I'm going to learn every day, no matter what it is. That's another thing. We have to be lifelong learners to be a great teacher. There's no teacher saying, no, I've learned it all. There's nothing else. You can't tell me anything else. No, it doesn't work like that. You have to be a lifelong learner. Your teachers, will, your students will feel it. Your your uh, whole community in your school will feel that you are a lifelong learner. They can tell who is, is learned what they're going to learn, and then that's it. I, this is what I learned. I learned how to do this, Emilio, Reggio, wow, whatever, uh, this, this benchmark reading program. 10 years ago, and this is all I know. This is what I'm going to learn. This is what I'm going to teach. Whether you have material or not, this is it. People can understand when you're stuck. We want to be open-minded, lifelong learners. You want to develop personally, always, continually. So, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Love. That, that love of God flow through us. That love of God that is unconditional. No matter what is happening, we still are walking in love. Uh, I want to say some things about love, but it's that unconditional uh, caring, that unconditional good heart that no matter what's happening, we still can say, I love my job no matter what. No matter what principal I had, no matter what coworkers I have, no matter what students I have. You could have a problem and issue in school, but you still love your job. That's something we're walking in. If you are called, now if you're not, then you shouldn't do something else. How about that? Um, give the students a chance. You want to be give your students a great teacher. Give your school a great teacher. Give your district a great teacher. Right? They should be able to place you in any school, and you, because of your personal development, you can grow in that, thrive in that area. Um, Joy. Oh my goodness. I come in the school in the morning and I, I feel the joy of God. It's like, no matter what, you know, you could get in conversations where things will might could try to take you down, things that are happening. Uh, but at the same time, you have to still have that joy of God, no matter what. It's not going to make you sad because things are not going right, because you don't have all your resources. You're not going to get sad and, 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 uh, disillusioned in your heart you'll feel like this is not right let me address this i'm going to do talk to who i need to talk to but in in the end you still have that joy i'm coming to work every day if you don't like coming to work then that's a problem you need to fix that fix whatever in you that needs to be fixed and stop acting like everything else is controlling you everything else around you can't control you if it's controlling you you need some help you need to develop personally Really, really, I have some situations where I'm like, Lord, get me out of here. Get me out of this situation. I don't want to be a part of this. But at the same time, I still have joy. 
I even forget when I'm upset with somebody and I see them and I'm talking to them. I forget that I'm upset because of that joy that's inside, that love that's inside. I might not even care, particularly care for this person. And I might think this person is not a good person. But when I talk to people, I forget. I don't even like you. <laughs> I forget. Like, for real. Because I'm just talking. I'm just talking. I have that joy. I don't care. Because you're not getting in here. You may have won a couple of rounds. You may have knocked me down a couple of times, but no, no more. I am walking in the joy of God. Really. Really. Um, I'm trying. I, I, no, I say I'm trying. I get into conversation where it brings it back up, and then I start talking, and I'm like, hmm. But still, I still, I, I still, I uh, am, um, that, uh, have decided to walk in the joy of the Lord. He, that is my strength. That is what takes you every day. You know, um, then it's, uh, oh, let me see. Remember, if you're called to do this job, you know, God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you because the Lord plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. Some uh, uh, Bibles say it expected, give you a future and expected in. You expect to do great. You expect to win. And that's what we're going to do. Uh, therefore, there is no condemnation who, for those who walk in, who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Again, walking in the spirit is something that we have to practice daily. I, ooh, why did I skip down? I don't skip past some fruit of the spirit. I don't wonder what happened. Peace. The Bible talks about if it's all possible, if at all possible, live peaceably with all men. I talked about that before. We have to. If it's not possible, stay away from them. You know, you have to talk to your boss. You have to talk to your co your team, maybe. Uh, if you have a team, if, you know, if the person comes in your classroom, a co-teacher or something, you have to talk to them. If it's not possible to live peacefully, get away from them. There's a way. There's a way. I promise you. You don't have to live in, um, in, in a battle all the time. You don't have to work in a battlefield all the time. You find out what it is you need to do. And if this person is always battling, always has something against you, stay away from them. Work, not, get out of that battlefield. You don't have to be in a battlefield. Uh, have patience. You know, we have students. We have, I, I know our district will give us so many things to do and change things and, and, we have to have patience that God is going to work it out. You know, patience with our students. Our students come up, they might come up with the same question. They might, I'm going through something right now in my class. Well, I'm, well, I'm, get, I, I say something. I say, class, class. The, the class says, yes, yes. I say, classity, 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 class. Yesity, 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 yes. However I say it, that's how they give it back to me. But that is to grab their attention. And once I grab their attention, they're supposed to stop what they're doing and look at me to see the next direction. So what's happening 
I, I'm saying these things, class, class. Class, class. Some students, yes, yes. Class, class. How do I have to say that five times? We don't have to say things five times. So I'm watching students. I'm saying it. Students decide they're going to start talking. They don't care. They're going to be in conversation. Or I'm standing up teaching a lesson. These students decide they're in conversation talking about whatever it is they want to talk about. So that patience. I have to have patience with that. I explain to them, look, uh, little lady, look, little sir, uh, I'm teaching. What's going to happen is when it's time for you to do the work, you're going to say, Miss Branham, can you help me? Right? But if you pay attention now, you won't have to do that. Or maybe not as much. You may get some of it and you may miss some. But if you decide I'm, I'm like trying to tell you to pay attention and then you're off on your own doing your own thing, Teachers, educators, you still have to have patience with that that child. So you have to have patience. Yeah. Sometimes you have to put your foot down and say, look, today, this morning, this afternoon, I'm watching you. Ignore me and do your own thing. And then here you come. So you got to get yourself together. I do that today. You have to get yourself together because it's May 1st, May 2nd. And my students, I don't know if they're tired. They're like, this lady, what's the most she going to do, right? I don't know. I'm going to do what I want. I don't know what's in their head. They just don't care. They're just doing what they want. So they're probably not thinking because they're seven and eight. They're not thinking about consequences right now. They're thinking about, I need to tell her something. Their impulse control is a little off. That's another thing about being a great teacher. You have to put yourself in the place of that student. When I'm talking, this student is talking, trying to get other people's attention. What could be going through their mind? They're not thinking. They're not thinking about, oh, I'm getting in trouble. Oh, I shouldn't be talking with this. They're thinking, I have to tell my friend this. Their impulse control is off. Have patience with that child. I have I have a, a, a student who, whatever he thinks, he just blurts it out. I have a couple like that. <laughs> I think they just blurt it out. Something happens, just say, we're in the middle of a whole, whole lesson and we're discussing and answering questions and talking and working through a problem or something. Just say something happens across the room and somebody falls or drops something or 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 gives an answer that they wanted to give. They'll say, I was going to give that answer. That's what I was going to say. They're not thinking. They just are have that tunnel vision. This is what I'm going to say. I'm not thinking I shouldn't be yelling out. I'm not thinking any of that. This is what is happening. So what's because that's happening, we have to have patience and kindness. You know, patience and kindness in those situations, right? We just have to. That's what the Bible says. I'm not giving you something that I just made up. This is what teachers, teachers are supposed to do. Teachers are supposed to have kindness and patience. That, I'm not even going there yet. That, I have gone there, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm reading scripture, straight up scripture. So if the Bible says to do it, that's what we do as educators. Everything he says to do, we do it over here. It's in our life. It's across the board. God doesn't differentiate and say, you act like this in church. You act like this in your home. You act like this with your family. You act like this with your friends. You act like this on your job. He doesn't. He says, walk in the spirit. And you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. He didn't say, do this sometimes, do this whenever, do this when possible. 
as a teacher, then that has to make you a great teacher following the precepts of God. I, I, there's some things I want, I would, I, I joined a group of these women and everything that God tells me to do, I don't need that group because he tells me what to do and the spirit's going to flow through me. I don't need that group. The group is more, so I would say more in the natural. It is, and it's good things. It's good things. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing. But if you walk in the spirit, all oh, the spirit's going to fall on all of that. And you don't have to say, oh, he, she said do this and this, and this is how I should behave, and this is how I should walk. No, because God has it all covered. He has it all covered. It all covered. There's some things he tells us to get in wise counsel and things like that. So if you're trying to advance your business, follow the precepts of God. And then underneath, on top of, through, the Spirit's going to flow through underneath all around it all. You can get some wise counsel and the counsel can direct you and show you what you need to do. Right? So, um, what be, uh, for the Spirit's goodness and faithfulness. So you just have to be walking goodness. Just be good. Do something because it's good. A guy asked me, uh, I went someplace and the, and the person didn't help. They said they weren't on duty yet. And then when we were discussing it, and I said, that wasn't even right. That was a cool thing to do. So one another guy said, well, she wasn't clocked in. We weren't open. And so if somebody comes, if you worked at a store and somebody comes to your job and sell, ask you for something, and you're not clocked in, would you help them? I said, yeah, yes, I would. He said, oh, yeah, but that's you personally. You would do that, but no, most people won't. No, that's not true. That may be something that happens in your job. You're, it's, it's, a, it's the, uh, it's the, what do you call it? It's the morale of your job. This is the atmosphere of your job, of your job. On my job, because I'm a great teacher, we help people whether it's it's 8:40 or not. It's not 8:40. That doesn't mean we say it's 8:30. I can't help you for 15, 10 minutes. I can't. I can't talk to these students because it's not time yet. No, that's not how it works. You have to be good. So a great teacher creates a sense of community and belonging in the classroom. Not even in just in the classroom, in your community, in your school community. Um, a teacher is warm, accessible, enthusiastic, and caring. Again, I say this all the time. My students, when I, we walk in every single one of my students, I greet them. I greet them. I don't care if they're somebody else's students coming to my class. What's your name? How are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning comes first, right? Grand rising, you know, every morning. And then how are you today? Now they ask me. Not everyone asks me, but most part they ask me, right? How are, how are you doing today, Miss Branham? I'm doing great. I am glad you asked. I'm creating that atmosphere, right? The atmosphere of being re, being respectful. We have students, you know, fall off, not be with that. Everyone wants. They talk to me. They stop. They only time they try to pass by me fast. They're late. They try to rush for whatever reason. Like they were the last one coming in and they're like hurrying up trying to get their stuff off. I don't know. I still stop them. Hey, good morning. How are you? You great? Yeah. Some They say I'm awesome. I'm wonderful. I'm fantastic. So they're coming up with all these adjectives that they could think of. 
every day. You know, they try and think of something that's better than good. I'm good. Because I say, are you good? Just good? You good or great? You know, and then they're like, yeah, I'm great. I'm awesome. I'm not so good. I'm a little better than I was yesterday. They come up with it every day. So that's a, that's a warm, accessible, enthusiastic, and caring teacher. Man, if somebody has something happen to them, I come, I talk to them about that. Tell me, we're going to work it out. Um, a great teacher sets high expectations. I push my students. I did such a job this year pushing my students and letting them know to use their own brain, not someone else's brain. Use your own brain because your neighbor's brain might not be working at full capacity right now. Your brain, the neighbor's brain might not understand. Um, they might not understand the equation, the problem, the situation, the, the story. Might not know how to answer the question right. So use your brain. And if you don't understand it, then you know you don't understand it. You can ask for help, right? So I set a high expectations. When we went through our uh, reading levels, and my students grew, some grew like phenomenally. Some grew a little bit that you know who needs help. But some students, they went from kindergarten, first grade, all the way up to second grade, in the first grade, they just excelled. Some pre-K, I had pre-K reading students and they went up to kindergarten and I was still kind of like, oh, but then I go back and look, this is where they started. How? They didn't know the letter a sound of a letter, and they were in pre-K level, and it was like awesome. Now they're in kindergarten, like later kindergarten. That's great. So I I, I was worried about some students, and then I go back now, and I think, whoo, because I set those expectations, I helped them, and I let them see, this is what we're going to do every day. You're going to read. If you don't know the word, press the button on the story. It, press the word, and the story will tell you, the computer will tell you that word. Then read the story. The words you don't know, click it. Then go back after you read the whole story and that story has told you the words, go back and read it again on your own. If you can't do it, try again. Keep on trying till you can read that story on your own. And that is like, we can do it. Math, we can do it. You know, I let the students, yeah, you can do it. As long as you use your brain, don't try to use your friend's brain because then you're not going to know how they solve the problem. We're going to get to this. A great teacher has a love of... Uh, a love of learning and inspire students with the same. My students know we want to learn. We Why do we want to learn? We want to learn. We want to read because we might want to read a funny story. We want to read because we want to learn something. That's how you learn something by reading. You might read. You might need to read a letter. Somebody wrote a letter to you. You don't even know what it's about. You know, you want to read that. A great teacher. Oh, my God. Great teacher can shift gears. I have... People, t listen, I read my email, but I don't think about it after I read it sometimes. I have people coming in my classroom. And they're saying, oh, I'll be there June 1st at 2 o'clock. And I'm in a lesson, and here comes June 1st at 2 o'clock. And they're walking in, and I'm like, oh, okay, hi. <laughs> so they say, okay, I'm here for whatever. Oh, all right, everybody. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get ready for Mr. Who coming in, and we're going to... Here it is. We're changing. Or they say anything. You 
somebody comes in and all of a sudden they want to see something or they're looking for something or they need something. You have to stop what you're doing and say, okay, students, this is what you got to do right now while I get this for our principal so-and-so. You know, we collaborate with other teachers, great teachers. Great teachers maintain professionalism in all areas. Like I said, there are some people who are pushing professionalism, but we all know that. So you still have to maintain that professionalism. If you can't live peaceably with all men, get out of that situation. If you can't get out of that situation, I don't know how you can't get out unless it's your, your direct supervisor. It's the only way. Or a person who comes in your classroom. The only way you can't get out. If a person even comes in your classroom, you can get out of the situation because nobody has to be in your classroom. Unless it's both of your classrooms. That's something different. Then you have to be professional even though you don't like the situation. Right? So that <laughs> it sounds like I'm trying to convince myself. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I promise you. I am thinking about the past where I had to get out of a situation. This is this is it. I have to get out of this situation because I won't be professional in a few minutes. So I'm I'm still me. God is still working on me. I'm trying to walk in the spirit. I'm trying to be with who He calls me to be. So we have to be, and then people people respect us for being professional. Um, I have some wait. We have to be have the ability to develop trusting and productive relationships. You have to be able to. I I come in contact with people I don't trust. I come in contact with people who cannot be trusted. And we we have to be able to build a trusted relationship. Let that person who can't be trusted see you that you are trust that you are able to build a trusting relationship, that you are able to be productive and have a productive relationship. Okay, just say you can't trust the person you have to have a relationship with. It could be productive. Make sure you're doing your professional, doing what it is you need to do to grow, to grow your students, to grow yourself, to grow your community. It'll work, even if you cannot trust the person you're working next to, but they can trust you. You are trustworthy, right? That's that's just uh, patient and caring. I say knowledge. Uh, oh, a knowledge. You have a knowledge of your learners in your classroom. You know your students. You have a, uh, somebody comes and tells you. Your student did thus and so. And you can know, well, generally they don't act like that, but I do know in situations they can. Or generally they do, and I'm glad you noticed that they are such a bubbly person. I have a little boy in my class today. I asked him, I asked him, do you ever cry? Because he is such a bubbly little boy. He's so happy all the time. I said, well, when you were in second grade, did you ever cry while you were in second grade? And he said, no. I said, I didn't think so. He said he cried two times. He bumped his head. And the other time he fell. And I was like, I know you are such a happy little boy. I love it. Like, I love how happy he is. Like, he's just, he he doesn't meet a stranger. The other teachers know him. And he's saying good hello to them. And they're just happy to see him. He's a bubbly little boy, so I have a knowledge. I understand who he is, and that's so awesome. I understand who needs help in what area. I, I gave out awards, and I said somebody was excelling in math, and other students were like, who? It must be him. It must be her. No, it's this one right here. This little girl, she could do math. She could add. She can't add as fast as everybody. She cannot do the math the way everybody else could do, but she's going to always come with the right answer. If she comes with the wrong answer, 
because she didn't feel like doing it. She wouldn't write anything. Or she didn't really get it. She didn't understand it. And then I go back, teach her or tell her, explain it to her. And she comes back. She's like, here it is. I'm like, look at you. So I understand that, right? I have an understanding. I have a student who does it, like I said before. Their English is not there. So you have to have a dedication to teaching. You have to want to teach. You know, you have to be dedicated. This is my job. This is what I'm going to do. I promise you, I'm going to give my students everything that I have. I'm give them everything that I have. I'm going to teach. Of course, you have to have a knowledge of the subject matter. Um, you have to, let me find, what I was, what was I looking for? You have to, again, like I said, have your, your teaching philosophy. Write it down. My teaching philosophy is that every student can learn, not in the same way. So I'm going to teach the way the student learns. That's it, right? That's my philosophy. Every student can learn. They just don't learn the same way. Not every student learns the same way. Not every student can learn vertical, three-digit three addition, three-digit subtraction vertically. Some people need the number line, open number line. Some people need the place value blocks, the place value discs. Some people need to have manipulatives. Find out how they learn. Sometimes I can just tell a student and they're like, oh, I got that, right? Sometimes you have to be the student. Like I said, sit in their place and say, oh, she's cranky today. She's happy today. She's struggling today. You know, let me see what's the, what the problem is. Let me see. Well, she came in. She was fine. Now all of a sudden she's not fine. Or he came in learning. He knew how to do this part of the math. Now we got right here stuck. Let me see why could they be stuck. Let me try to figure it out. Oh, I see. Well, we had to start regrouping. They didn't get it. Now, oh, now let me try to teach that. You know, let me look at it from a different perspective. There's something, there was a guy, his name is, uh, I, I can't find his name. Uh, I, I can't find it. But he's talked about defamiliarization, a method that, of looking at something familiar in an unusual manner through a different lens. Go into the student's lens. Look at what you're writing on the board and say, huh. She's regrouping. What does that mean, regrouping? She keeps on crossing that out and putting it over here, putting another number over here. Why is she doing that? So then you have to look at it and see, well, maybe this could be a stuck part, right? A community. Let the students know we're in this together. You're in this together. This is a family. Let students choose the... I'm not talking about that. Um, And give feedback. Give feedback. Ask the students, is there anything that I, you, I can help you with? Did you understand what I just talked? Talk to the parents. Oh, man, you are a resource for the parents. You are a resource for the student. I don't know where I wrote that. I'm going to find it. And don't have a, be free of bias. That's one thing. We, I'm talking about being effective teachers. We can do it. I'm going, this has been, uh, we have to get back into this. I know I keep saying, but. This is part of being a better teacher, but this is being better than a better teacher. You might be a better teacher, you might be a good teacher, and you want to be a great teacher. So being a better teacher can be a great teacher, but if, if you're a good teacher already, you want to be a great teacher, or you are okay teacher, you want to be a better teacher, and you still want to be a great teacher. These are some things, but it's the most thing that I can think of is... um. 
developing yourself personally. When you are a better person, you will be greater at everything that you do. You know, you might not be good at one thing, but you don't have to be great at everything. You know, you want to be a great teacher. That's an all-around great person. So develop yourself personally. You owe it to yourself to develop yourself personally. Being a better person in the end. You want to be a better than you were yesterday. A better person. Not necessarily a better teacher. A better person. Who am I through this whole process? Then you will be a great teacher. Again, thank you for joining in to Educators with Oil. Educated with oil. And I am your hostess, Ronette Branham. If you have any questions, any concerns, anything you want to add, anything you want to talk about, discuss, bring it to me. Educated with oil at gmail.com. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. I'm on Facebook. I'm, uh, there's a, what do you call it? I have an RSS feed, so we're on Amazon Music. We're on quite a different um, podcast platforms. Look for us, Educators with Oil. Google it, Ronette Branham. You're going to find us. I'm definitely on Amazon Music. So again, thank you and have a blessed day.